2: Mahomes looks that way. He's going to go wide open. Left side caught. Kelsey corner out. Touchdown, Kansas City. Kelsey hasn't been that open since training camp in St. Joseph. And he slings the ball up into the stands, much to the chagrin of the Bills Mafia.
3: Final hour, fist pump time on a Monday. for R.J. Choppy. We got Roberto and Pepe here on DFW Sports Station. It's a messy Monday. Does it feel weird? Uh, depressing or off to not be recapping a Cowboys game for the first time in 2024.
2: Yeah, this was uh, this was an odd week. Like I enjoyed, you know, just kind of like sitting there during the first game. You know, during the games yesterday, like just kind of enjoying them, just enjoying the games, right? Just watching them as opposed to have like a notepad out or something, getting a uh, break. Yeah, so I enjoyed that, but you know, the 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 three hour enjoyment that you get out of each game does not offset the five days a week you get to talk about a game right. or, or preview a game. that—that That is something that either maybe today I'm okay with, but come Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, it's like, all right, I want to be previewing a football game here, man.
4: Yes. Uh, I mean, what, it's January 22nd. I feel like usually we're done talking Cowboys by January 22nd, so there that doesn't feel that weird. <laughs> uh, it feels about on par, to be honest. So,
3: pay, pay, I mean, I can't keep track of when you actually work Cowboy games anymore because of Alec. Uh, Feel yeah. weird today, a little, little football football sad or not?
5: Um, yeah, because I mean it's the Cowboys. Plus, I mean I tell my friends this, you know, when the Cowboys lose, it kind of it messes with my money a little bit because I don't get paid if I'm not working the Cowboys game. So it's like I want them to keep playing, but I mean insane if I have to stay up here late at night or overnight, you know, nonetheless. And it's not that big of a deal. I've done it all season, but yeah, a little sad that I'm not. We know working the Cowboys games
3: for the sixth straight year, the Kansas City Chiefs and Pat Mahomes are in the AFC Championship game after pulling it out in Buffalo. Uh, You also had Travis Kelsey holding up the Taylor Swift heart. You had Jason Kelsey being the hero of the NFL weekend, shirtless. And he stayed shirtless. That wasn't just for attention for one camera shot. He was pregame with the Bills Mafia in the parking lot drinking. Then he went shirtless, hopped out of the suite, and was sitting second level behind Taylor, drinking beers and pounding them throughout the entire night. Guy is so beloved. Uh, and, and yes, we can admit that even though we despise the Philadelphia Eagles, but that brought out the, uh, the Swifty hypocrisy saying, oh, how are you mad? Mm -hmm. You know, how are you mad? Tony Dungy, uh, Bobby Bell when they showed Taylor, but then they showed Jason and you're like, that's my hero.
2: Yeah. And, uh, look, it's, you could say the argument between showing Eminem and Taylor's different because Eminem's like a Lions fan, a true Lions fan. You know, and it's like, okay, you're just showing a fan. But there's no difference in Jason and Taylor. Yeah, but the, all
3: this comes down to frequency. Right. You was, know, we, we've dealt. Uh, it's 28 I'm times. I'm not going to say much. we've dealt because I'm not sick of it. But those who can't stand Taylor Swift being shown have dealt with it all year long. Okay, This that's Jason true. Kelsey thing was once. This Eminem thing was once. That that's, If they show Jason Kelsey three times every game for 10 weeks, people would be sick of that as well.
2: Uh, yep, it's true. Yep, you're probably right. They, yeah, uh, they absolutely would. We get um, sick of everything. We, we people do. are sick. People got sick of Romo. People are sick of Greg Olson. Yeah, but they've shown Jack Nicholson at Laker games for forty years. Um, uh, you know, and I, I don't remember people getting sick of it. That's true. But maybe it's just because Jack, and it's just like he's just like the actor yeah. of the last hundred years or whatever, and nobody is going to say a bad word about him. Yeah. But there's no like if you could you could at least make the argument that hey, look, Eminem's a lifelong Lions fan. Like he's been there. Taylor just is a Johnny-come-lately. and But what's she supposed to do, wear neutral right. colors? But there is no difference in Taylor and Jason because they're rooting for the Chiefs for one reason, the same reason. right? And Jason was wearing a Chiefs beanie going
3: and partying in the midst of Bill's Mafia. That's so that-
2: cool. That's really cool because generally you would not go in the middle of that Mafia, but he's Jason Kelsey. Taylor and, and Jason Kelsey they are
4: exactly the same because they are both Eagles fans that uh turned and started rooting for the Chiefs because <laughs> of self-interest. Taylor uh, was Eagles? Yeah, she was she's from Pennsylvania. She was like near Philly. She always claimed to be an Eagles fan. But I look, here's the thing. I don't like Taylor Swift. So when she's on my TV, I don't like it. So basically what it comes down to is do I like the person or not? Like like I love let me think of another female artist. I love Haley Williams from Paramore. I think she's great. If they threw Haley Williams up on the screen as much as they throw Taylor Swift up on the screen, I probably don't care. It's just a function of, do you like Taylor Swift? Yes or no? If the Depending on that answer, you probably like whether or not they show her on the screen. Before the game, Michelle
3: Tafoya, former longtime sideline reporter, had a little Travis Kelsey possibility and rumor on Sirius.
1: I think Travis Kelsey is retiring after this season like his brother. So I think there's just a ton of motivation there uh, for them to, to do this. they they got bad at a certain point here in like the last quarter of the season as being, you know, maybe Patrick was losing it, which is kind of ludicrous. But I think they're highly motivated. I I got to be honest. I think Kansas City wins this game. I think they go into Buffalo and they win.
4: The, the Travis Kelsey remark you just made,
2: Michelle, uh, yeah. can you shed any light on that? Any inside knowledge there?
1: I can just say that that. I think he's looking at future plans. Um, yeah. And so now, with his brother retiring, uh, you, you got to ask yourself okay, I kind of tweeted this out as a tease. I could totally see those two pulling a Peyton and Eli Manning sort of gig, uh, maybe on Peacock, be the companion piece to Sunday Night Football.
3: So there mm. she is. Now, people have been talking about us throughout the year with Travis especially with the down season that he's had for his standards. But then I thought he came out with Andy Reid and was like, no, this isn't happening. Florio continues to push the possibility that Andy Reid steps away when Kansas City is done. So that was the Travis Kelsey story from Tofoya.
4: Boy, all my jokes about Yoko Swift that I keep throwing out there would become actual talking points from Chiefs fans. Yoko Swifto. If he – if he leaves the Chiefs because he's found his domesticated bliss or whatever else, you break up the Chiefs, you break up the the football Beatles in, in the name of the uh, the 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 lady there, Taylor Swift. People would start freaking out. They would turn on her fast. Those Chiefs fans, pretty I think. pretty desperate reach there. I'm he telling was, you, that's what reached. it would be. That's no one's not a reach.
3: breaking anything up because they have the kid from Texas. Nothing's being broken up. Just like I told all you morons that the Bills' windows
4: not closing
3: because they got an MVP freak. Who is young? And that so, the Cowboys
4: were going to be in the NFC Championship game.
3: As the, oh, <laughs> wow, wow. Yeah. Well, that you know what you inadvertently made another point for me that Josh Allen's better than Dak. So there you go. Wow. For all you idiots who uh, wanted to doubt me on that, I don't see any more <laughs> tweets apologizing uh, for that. Apologize. As well, apologize. Um, so there you go. That was that game. Um, But there's something that I like to do. There's three things I like to do when we are watching from a distance in our Cowboys. Sorry, by the way, people are asking which fan base is more tortured. Texas William made a meme, Dallas or Buffalo's? Since, you know, we haven't met uh, or been to any, you know, relevant. Have they been to an AFC championship?
2: Yeah, they went a couple years ago. Was that the
3: 2022 game?
2: Uh, Was the classic
3: overtime, the AFC title game? I don't know. That, that, was, that, that was divisional.
2: That was okay. divisional because the Chiefs lost the next week. Right? Um, so, yeah, uh, they lost. The,
5: 2020 was when Stephon Diggs was off on the side, holding his hands. He was watching the celebration for the Chiefs. That picture, that was 2020. Yeah, that
2: it, was, was, it, was, yeah it was on January of 21 was that game. They it were was up, a 2020 season. They
4: were up 9 nothing at the end of the first quarter and lost okay. by like 14. So but yeah. they've at least been to a conference title game. Yeah, this is not even close, though. The Bills are much more tortured than the Cowboys. You have five Super Bowl titles. And, I
2: get like and a, wide right. Yeah, yeah, five Super Bowl titles. And the Cowboys have been generally good for, like, 20 years now almost, right? Mm-hmm. Really since Parcell's second year here. Yeah. This first year they were good. The second year they were down. Then they kind of got bad. They were competitive. The, the, the Cowboys have been generally good for 20 years. The Bills were bad until, I mean, they had a spurt here and there. Like, Ryan Fitzpatrick started, like, 4-0 one year. But for the most part, they've been awful since they got Josh Allen.
3: And Jim Nance with the wide right call yesterday. Yeah. Then you text that was cold
2: blooded. That was Bobby, I think, that said that. That
4: right. is cold blooded to throw it wide right instantly, like as soon as he goes, he goes wide right. The two most dreaded words in Buffalo again. It's great like, call. Let them be, man. That no, 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 no. No, it is a great call. But man, that hurts. That would hurt. Like could you, like I said, could you imagine if they would have lost the Packers with a drop, and then whoever was calling the game would have been like. CD caught it. Like, I mean, that would, like, kill people if they heard that again.
3: Yeah, so some of the things I like to do during this time of year, compare how far away the Cowboys are from the eight teams playing. Is there any trend or something to copycat? And I also want to compare coaching mistakes because these are getting magnified, and we're paying attention to one game, and we can talk about everyone else for all this Mike McCarthy game management stuff. These are some of the different things that happened over the weekend And y'all tell me how you assess or reassess Mike based off of it. Uh, Kyle Shanahan had a clock issue that people were calling out. Sean McDermott with that fake punt yesterday that McCole Hardman kind of flushed as something that could maybe even cost him his job. And how about Todd Bowles? Todd Bowles did not call their last timeout to make the Lions attempt something on fourth down. And here was his explanation for it afterwards.
5: They already had a field goal and lined up, and it would have been about 12 seconds left on the clock to end of the ball game. We weren't going to come back from that. No sense of prolonging the obvious.
3: Okay, so it's an eight-point game. You can block the field goal. You can do something. And he's like, "Now nah, forget it. We're going to eat this final timeout. So Todd Bowles with that, uh, not fighting till the end. Kyle Shanahan, clock. Let's kind of come up a couple times with him. Uh, Nick Wright does a really good job of breaking down clock stuff since he is smarter than everyone else. Just ask him. And then uh, Sean McDermott with the fake punt. Game management things to kind of compare since we always
4: talk about ours here in DFW. True. There was a lot of that. I would say that... Did any of those teams come out looking just woefully underprepared, though? Because yeah. that's been the biggest marker for them at the end of seasons. We've always talked about the clock management stuff, and, and I think there is something to the idea of, like, nobody's great at it, or there there's just so many different angles. Because it's you've got to – there's only so many scenarios you can have playing out in your head before, like, you're standing there and you actually see it in front of you and have to react to it, and you've probably got three different opinions getting thrown in the headset. So I, I do understand a little bit of that. But it's the – it's the total lack of preparation. It's playing down or even below competition. Well, that's
3: separate discussion.
4: No, I know, but it's like I'm saying that that's what I think is the bigger issue that when you talk about what is the difference in terms of game management, because I still think game management can be like, how is your team prepared? And that's where he falls short a lot of times. Or just the the issue for me with McCarthy consistently has been the weird ways he chooses to settle for field goals, like when he does. Or and, and how he's willing to bleed clock to settle for a tie or not pick up any more yards. That's some of the weird stuff that he does. That I'm like, I don't, I don't know what your thought process is there.
2: Yeah, look the in terms of those plays. I mean, I, I, I get Todd Bowles saying that, but I also don't like you, you. You're right. You had a chance to block a field goal. Like, like take bull rush him for crying out loud. Yeah. For all I care, make you know, them snap it. Make him snap it. Make, make him snap. fumble the snap. Anything could happen. We've seen that happen. Uh, and then you give yourself a chance. I mean that let's just say they miss the field goal even if they miss it you get the ball at the 40 yard line down down eight yeah you're at the 40 yard line you know you, you with 30 seconds to go uh you wouldn't have had a lot you wouldn't have had a timeout. that's a that's not a lot of time to get down the field but you know Detroit was going to play soft coverage you could have gotten the ball at least to the 30 and then take your chance
4: yeah, there's a lot of weird stuff just in general this weekend. I mean, also the Bulls like going for two thing when he did like that could have like totally destroyed them if he gets down the field and they're not able to then get two point conversion where it's like, why did you even push that? Like I mean, in general, this is what coaches do. They make dumb late game management. And Mike
3: positions. Evans, right, scores. It's thirty one twenty three with four and a half left. And Collinsworth, like, did a nice job of really breaking down the
2: two point math. 3123,
3: right. they went for two, they did not get
2: it. Yeah, because the reasoning is is that first of all, like the the extra point is not automatic. So you factor in the miss percentage. Yep. And then you couple that with the chances of getting two points. Uh because if you go for two every time throughout the course of the year. Listen up, Basic. And you, you don't even you need to be, I mean, what you don't even need to be fifty percent and mm-hmm. you come out even. So the math says it's far you should really, they say go for two on every time. And
4: that's, that's a great position to hold if if you have the courage of conviction and you're doing that. Every when, time. When Bowles just randomly yeah. brings it out there, that's where I go, what are you doing? Like, why is yeah. now the time? Unless he just felt like this is a road environment we're not going to win in and, and
2: we need to just go ahead and go for it now. Yeah, now. What it does do is it gives you the best chance of winning the game in regulation by going for two there, if you
3: get it. And then uh – this guy went viral during the Baltimore game. Martin Luther King looked alike.
4: Yeah. He uh, looked he he was mm-hmm. wearing a little hood and he was
3: closed up. And Kevin, are you listening to us, nodding your head? Okay. Kevin in the other room is prepping and he started shaking his head up and down. He's like, yep. There, yep, there were that. a
4: lot of people who were saying that this Ravens fan looked like Martin Luther King Jr. with his uh his beanie yeah. on and his hood up. And he uh he I thought he did. I thought he looked a lot like him. But the question is like Are we allowed to have fun with this? Are are we allowed to? I I don't think we are until Bernice King tweets about it and says Uh she posted a crying laughing emoji she goes i have a great sense of humor y'all this post is funny some posts about slash uses of my father's image are not this man resembles daddy though and so she she's i feel like she's given us the clearance to to laugh about it and have fun with it all right bobby is gonna laugh and have fun with the martin luther
3: king jr (laughs) lookalike next on sean and arj you know we're really gonna talk about all the cowboys family drama after this
0: So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on LinkedIn.com recommend today.
2: Lamar pilling holding himself. Runs to the left. He's to the five. Lamar's in. Touchdown
7: Ravens. They're gonna have a championship game in Baltimore because the Hayes of the barn.
3: Gosh. I think that's Jerry Sandusky on the call. I'm not making a joke. That's the Ravens. With a button. G. Jerry yeah, with a G. Yeah. I just can't stand the call. It's so bad. It's so annoying. But
4: yeah. a letter change isn't enough for me. I'm changing my last name if that's my name. Boy, he,
2: and, and here's the thing. He's he's he was probably 50 years old when that happened. You can't change. Can you change your name at 50 years old? You no. have to.
4: You have to? I think you have to. Yeah, you have to. Look, I mean like tomorrow
2: huh. if like the greatest Because yeah,
3: Jerry the, the 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 other Jerry Sandusky is alive in prison or did he die?
4: I think he's alive. I don't know. Like, what if your
2: name was Jeffrey Dahmer? I
4: know. Or, like, let's just imagine today, like, the greatest atrocity ever committed in the history of the world, he is alive. Uh, The greatest atrocity ever committed in the history of the world is committed by a guy named Sean Sharif. Aren't you, like, probably changing your name? Yeah. My college
3: fraternity pledging name before 9-11 was Osama. (laughs) Yeah. It was a guy who was like really up to date on foreign affairs and yeah. everything, wow. and he's really up to date, really up to wow. date. And and he, they named me that, and I'm uh, like,
4: he should have worked in our intelligence community. I'm then.
3: like, okay, like whatever, yeah, right. And I was like, yeah, I didn't know a foreigners.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh my! Like, what oh, gosh. a show!
3: What a show! Some tolos would be like, are you guys going to be like this after the Cowboys season ends? Have them never <laughs> make the postseason and playoffs? Especially after what happened during the
4: expressway. Yeah, uh, speaking of Osama, let's uh, let's cover what happened with the Bills yesterday.
3: <laughs> Jeez, wow. All right, uh, let's. <laughs> well, I, I'm gonna move on. I had one more comment, but I'm not gonna do but, it. Know. Okay, uh, let's talk about the Cowboys family drama that took place. We all agree the number one issue. Ryan is gonna put up the social media uh, posts on the fan cam, Twitch, YouTube. C.D. Lamb's mom roasting Dak Prescott. Someone was like, hey, your kids from around here, have them come play with CJ Stroud on the Texans. And she was basically like, yeah, sounds good to me. Dak is not it. Mm -hmm. Dak ain't it. Uh, And she goes, yes, I wish he would. CJ is great. So that is Dak's mom, excuse me, CD's mom going off on Dak Prescott. Then you have... Dak's brother talking to Cowboy fans saying, I wish I wish Dak would leave the Cowboys. Nothing against the organization or anyone else on the team. It's because of you fans. I wish he would get up out of here. Uh, and then you have Micah Parsons' brother responding to fans and probably KMC will troll them at 940, talking about maybe we should trade Micah. Maybe... You know, there is a draft package that you would take back. Maybe we shouldn't pay him $35 million, And Micah Parsons' brother put the fans on blast, being like, you don't know anything. He's one of the few that impacts every game, week in and week out. And then Micah Parsons, he's the only one who has publicly acknowledged any of this. Yesterday, Micah said, hey, um, and he put him by name. He didn't say my brother. He said, um, any comments made by Terrence Parsons Jr. are his and his alone. As you know, I have something to say. If I do, I'm not afraid. I love my team. My brothers on my team in the city of Dallas. I'm more committed than ever to bring a championship to the greatest fan base on earth. And then Terrence followed up the brother and said, bro, they said I launched a verbal attack on Dak because I believe he should take a team-friendly deal because he wants to bring this team a championship. LOL, the media is crazy. So all of that playing out. Over the weekend, but my number one concern is
2: does CeeDee Lamb have an issue with his quarterback? Yep, and if he, I, I don't care, uh, you're I, saying yep, yep he does. That's, or the, that's, that's the number one concern. Okay, that's the number one concern, and I don't care if he does. Uh, you, you know, just you don't care if he
3: does. You don't think that would would, would absolute, maybe affect it, absolute, anything?
2: Absolutely would affect things. Okay, because Dez is
3: going on his yeah. yearly, uh, you know, with T.O., Romo and Garrett. You know, you know, like he's th- throwing different people under the bus. Yep. T- Look, listen. Uh, well, did it not affect T.O. Roma? I wasn't here for that.
2: Um, I mean, it, it had a, it had an impact. I mean, they had they had the the, the argument with Witten, and you had people going around, you know, Garrett to Wade to Jerry. It yep. was it was a nightmare. Uh, I'll start listening to CD Lamb when he stops checking out of games after the first series. I'm done with Diva wide receivers, man. Well, did he, did he check out? Did he check out? When of the sudden? head coach on the sideline trying to keep his head in the game after uh, after he uh, a third and eight pass like, that did he drop? Was it a bad pass? Whatever.
3: Uh, he had like 17 total targets in the game. A lot of it in garbage time.
4: Yeah, but like uh, they had to keep his head in the game. To like, be fair, right. I, d- I don't know that he had to keep his head. Like like we don't know. Mike what said did.
3: Mike said it was a uh, an option route, uh, an option discussion on a vertical route. Yeah, and
4: so and, and and so Mike may have just come over and told him like, hey, you need to be looking for this. That may have been coaching point. That may not have been keep your head in the game. That may have been, hey, I want to tell you this is what you need to be looking for. It could be as simple as that. But he like, also is going to protect
2: him in the media. Yeah.
4: For, sure. He always
2: it. he always does because it did not look like he was jawing at Dak on the field multiple see. times, multiple times in that game. They, they
4: do, but they also like have uh, Dak and CD at least have talked about how they, they choose to air that out then so that they can okay. get it.
3: Well, done. you're coming up with a lot of defenses and I, have, I, think, I, I think, I think, uh, I think that some of them could be valid. So let me just ask you straight up then. Mm-hmm. Do you think that C. Lamb's mother just came up with all that on his own?
4: No. Okay. I think he's probably in the heat of a, a game that w- frustrated him. He probably, like, anybody goes, like, yeah, and Dak didn't throw him the ball. Or, like, I'm sure he's done that. And, but I, I also don't believe that even, I, I think both can be true. I don't think that was created from whole cloth. I think she's probably reiterating something that she has felt or heard. But I think it's also more likely than not that it's just heat of the moment, frustration. Like, I I complain about, like, me. It, I, I, no, but I complain about, like, Kristen or whatever. Kristen and I can, like, have something. But, like, it doesn't change, like. It's not like oh well he hates Kristen because he he was upset that she did this or that or same with her. If she complained about me and it got back to me, I'd be like yeah okay like I, I imagine that happens in the heat of the moment. So yeah. I think that every event yeah everything I know about them is that they're they're good and that they're close and that they both believe in each other to a great deal.
3: What would be your advice to the brothers of Dak and Micah Parsons about social media and the Cowboy fan base?
2: I would tell I would tell both of them look. Be careful what you wish for. Like, this is not the most difficult fan base to deal with or the most difficult media. It's bigger. I think what they're I think they're 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 confusing, mistaking a lot of people versus vile people. And And vile people are on Twitter. Vile people are on Twitter. Twitter's also not a real place. That's where people have their alter egos with no consequences. Twitter facilitates argumentative with no consequence. There's there's no There's no consequence. Half these people are behind uh, fake names. Yeah. You you can say whatever you want there. So I would say, A, stay off of it. But B, like, in Philadelphia, a a franchise that has had far more success over the last decade than we have. Yep. They went to a Super Bowl last year, and those fans literally want to throw the head coach and quarterback out. Yeah. And they went to a Super Bowl last year. Y'all even haven't gone to a conference championship game.
4: I I would say it could be worse. My advice then would be if you are concerned about the if you're concerned about the fan treatment of your brothers, then don't weigh in on it because that will make it worse. If you're genuinely concerned about what they have to weather and what they have to deal with and the questions they have to answer, you become part of it when you insert yourself like that. And I understand in a lot of instances, it's them just naturally being defensive, trying to stick up for family. I totally get that. Appreciate it. Respect it. And I know that in the heat of the moment, sometimes you you don't think rationally about it. You just jump to, hey, I'm going to defend him because I see all this that they're taking. But I, I think try to remind yourself that you're only going to make it worse.
3: Yes. If you can somehow be blessed with a family that stays off of it, like, I don't know how Pat did it, but it seems like he silenced his brother uh, Jackson on TikTok this year. Or there haven't been Jackson Mahomes incidents. Maybe he's on, you know.
4: He had Taylor talk to him.
3: Legal watch or something. But Matt Stafford's wife, like, this is like every other month. Something happened to with Matt Stafford's wife. Maybe he does not mind. But I first started this with Eli Apple. I'm like, man, if your mom doesn't love you enough that she uh, she can't stay off of social media for you, that she's going to make your life miserable. Now, maybe, maybe Dak, and, and I'm not saying Eli Apple and his mom aren't close. That's just how I would view it. I would say to my mom, do you do you love me? Why are you making my life miserable? Why why would you do this? Now maybe CD and his mother are not tight or not close. I don't know the nature of it, but hopefully CD Lamb has texted or called Dak Prescott like, "Well, come on, man. I hope so. Like don't don't pay attention to this. She was uh she was she was having a little bit too much fun at night, like Bobby was Saturday. Same thing.
4: That was not too much fun. That was just the right amount of fun.
3: 877-881-1053, truckwreck.com, text line. You also did have Micah Parsons going off on the uh, most toxic, poisonous weasel in our profession. That would be Skip Bayless. Skip uh, tweeted a week ago, can't wait for Micah's podcast tomorrow. That's what he does best. Micah responded. You just a hating ass MF who mad. I don't want to do your show. Where was all this when you were on my nuts, wanting me to come on your show every Tuesday? Mm. You lame as f. Skip real s. Fake ass cowboy fan. Woo! And of course, Skip that just empowers him and makes him grow even more into the evil menace
4: that he is. The hate mm. feeds into him. It does. And helps him. Helps him. It gives him energy. Yes, it gives him energy, it's, yes. it's his
3: gives him energy. Mm-hmm. exactly. Um, Mike Florio suggesting that Bill Belichick not wanting to be the Cowboys head coach or Eagles head coach. By the way, did I miss a Sirianni announcement? They're firing Sean Desai, defensive coaches. I did not see an official announcement that Nick Sirianni was returning, but Florio saying Belichick wants no part of a major media. He wants no part of the scrutiny that would come media-wise, attention-wise of being the head coach of America's team. And Jane Slater said this. Is this DP, Dan Patrick?
5: Yes. This was Jane Slater. No, Rich Eisen, right? I think it's Rich Eisen. Rich Eisen.
3: Okay. You should give Peyton a bag of these crackers here since he's looking at all of them the same. Uh, This is Jane. (laughs) (laughs) This is – you're getting all my jokes today. I'm happy about that. I like it. Here was Slater's Cowboy Coaching Report.
8: I don't believe that Jerry even reached out to Bill. Now, I know Bill wanted the job. I know that he was looking to have somebody uh, that I've spoken with prep him
0: if they were to call. Um, I know that Mike Frabel would have liked this job. It's my understanding Jim Harbaugh would have loved this job, and I think that's the most frustrating part of all of this for the fans right now.
3: Oh, my God. Well, it was Rich Eisen. That was the clip that I successfully kept off the show Friday because I didn't want to ruin my mood right before crosstalk. Bobby Mm. got his hands on this. Uh, and that Jim, Vrabel, and Bill may have been interested. And to her knowledge, they did not contact her do their dil- due diligence on Belichick. With all due respect to Jane, I hope she's wrong. I hope that this is just agent negotiation. I hope Jane is wrong. because
4: this this would infuriate me? This would be malpractice on Jerry's part. Malpractice. Who who, who benefit like, like I'm curious and I'm not saying that you're saying this, but like I'm just sitting here trying to think of like just like who benefits from like saying Belichick wanted the job and was prepping for it and no one even reached out to it. That makes him look sad almost. Or or like, I mean, think about like where Bill Belichick's been in his career. And at this stage of his career, all the football he's seen, all the connections he has, everything else, he wanted this job bad enough that he was like, hey, can somebody prep me? Can we go through like, uh, like mock interviews so I can prepare myself to make sure I really nail this? I mean,
2: look, there's, there's conflicting reports that either he didn't want the job because it was too big of a market or he did. Like, you know, who do you believe? But I'll tell you this. It's embarrassing, if I'm Bill, that Atlanta had to ask for a second interview. <laughs> yeah. You did interview me twice? <laughs> I'm Bill freaking Belichick. <laughs> you need to interview me twice? Oh, maybe he's interviewing them a second now, time. That may be the that may be the case. He is interviewing them, and I hope that is. Yeah. Because... Like come on, like you got to interview Bill Twice. What do you get? What do you get? What do you, you Just just watch film in the last twenty years. Did K M? They're, they're like, well, we watched the last, last three. Yeah. Uh,
3: did K M C tick off Michael Parsons and his family? Crosstalk with the fellas after this.
5: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what?
8: Tyler Bass will try a 44-yard field goal to tie. The snap is good. The ball put down. The kick is up. And no good. Wide right. Wide right. The Bills kicker missed a field goal. Wide right. Jubilation for the Chiefs sideline. Bass missing. Wide right from 44.
1: Mm.
3: Mikey, you were disappointed with that ending, huh?
8: I was because I was texting you. And when you watch Greatness and I can go back just a, a 10 years or so when you're watching Manning and Brady play each other you know you're watching something special and i feel like obviously Josh Allen does not have the resume of of Brady or Manning but when you watch Allen and Mahomes play each other you know you're watching something special i feel like you're watching two future hall of famers already Mahomes is already a hall of famer but I feel like you're watching greatness of this era. You feel like I'm watching the the best matchup I can possibly watch in football: like Allen that. versus Mahomes.
6: Except for maybe in the fourth quarter, where it got a little sloppy with
8: the multiple fumbles. And right, but that wasn't in a way that wasn't obviously the, on Allen the quarterbacks. And well, I guess one of them was on
6: Josh Allen. Yeah,
8: they recovered that one though, right? They did. Yeah. They did. But that's a uh, play
6: by Kane there.
8: But uh, yeah, I just wanted it. I wanted him to kick the the field goal. I was rooting for for. Kansas City. I'm not going to be devastated if Buffalo wins. I'd just be like, this is great football. I just wanted I wanted it to end with a great drive. Either one of them yeah. end in, if, if Kansas City, with a minute 45 seconds, take takes the ball down to the 20-yard line and they kick a field goal to win it, awesome. I got to watch greatness in, in a two-minute drive. If they don't, it goes to overtime, great. I'm probably going to watch somebody do something great to win this game. I just... I didn't like that it ended on a missed field goal.
7: Yeah, that was very yeah. anticlimactic of it all. Uh I just wanted something special to happen. I think it's the
2: ultimate climax. What? Missing? Not the ultimate. Is that right? Wide right. I mean, it's it it's a, a memorable down? thing. And then you, you missed the a field goal. It's memorable. Are you embarrassed?
6: Don't you think it would have been more memorable, <laughs> though, clutch. if he would have made it and Kansas City, like, drove down the field in the last five seconds to sure. win the game? Yeah, sure. yeah
7: instead of but kneeling the ball, kneeling the game. Wide out, right like,
8: was, I mean, that's pretty memorable. Yeah. We'll remember that forever. Sean so tweeted for me back championship drive right there. That was uh, Mahomes late in the third, right?
2: Uh, I think, no,
3: starting the third. They, okay. They came straight out and scored. Yeah. And I was like, oh. Okay.
8: Because I put, I responded to you, Allen will match, Dak wouldn't, unless that TD would have put KC up by 30. Oh, my God. (laughs) I
6: wasn't going to read all that. So did you think (laughs) then that Allen was in the, I know it didn't work out, but did you think Allen was in the midst of his own championship drive? Because for most of that drive, it looked like that was the case. And for most of the game, their offense looked
7: like it had very good control of itself. You know, like their offense looked like we have a tempo, it's slow, we're taking time off clock trying to keep Patrick Mahomes in the cold as much as possible. Most of that game they looked like they had the right game plan and then every time you turn around Mahomes and the Chiefs are making the right play to get them down the field to score. So, but it did look like that you had Josh Allen set up to be like, "All right, now here's the stage. I get to go to go see Lamar." Till Diggs dropped the moment.
8: Dude, was that a? Yeah. It that was, like a moment, that ball, was a moment. Look Looked like he threw the ball hundred yards when he released that ball 60. and it kept going. <laughs> yeah, I was like, it was like fifty-six. Like, like ball looks like it's. It, it, <laughs> it looked like he threw it from end zone to end zone. How far that ball traveled? Yeah, and perfect.
2: It was, it, was tw- it was from his twenty, and it he touched it like the twenty-four. That's the other 20. that's, so that's the Michael Irvin
8: argument of it doesn't make sense to me, and maybe because I use a glove and not hands or body, is you body catch everything. And Diggs tried to body in a weird way. Instead of putting his hands up to snag it, he tried to baby cradle it. And you can't do that on most passes. That's only, and Mike Lervin was unbelievable on boxing out on slants where you can body, body catch it because you're literally kind of rebounding a ball type of deal. And like, I'm boxing you out to catch it. But in non box out plays, you should catch the ball with your hands. Corey, what's, well, one more thing. Mike, you don't have to answer right.
6: this. Mm-hmm.
3: The Dak versus Josh Allen debate or argument, if I toss it up to you right now, you would say what?
6: I mean, I would
3: rather have Josh Allen. Okay, but you're not laughing at it.
6: No, I look, we talk about this all the time. I think Josh Allen takes less flack for turnovers than anybody, but I, I mean, he's a quality quarterback.
8: Corey. He
7: scores points. He's, the mo- I mean, the most touchdowns. 50. Yeah, the most touchdowns. Ooh. So he does that. And he hasn't had a, a time where he's been afraid to run. And he, like That dude will always put his shoulder into it. Now, that could be his detriment at some point. It it's- could be a detriment to his team, too, where maybe there's something else that he needs to push. But I mean, has he been to a conference championship game? Yeah, a couple yeah. years ago. So he's done that. And, I mean, he still has that on – on it on on Dak in this conversation. But yeah, I mean, I understand there are lots of turnovers. Everything's on that dude and he score he puts touchdowns in. So like fantasy people aren't gonna hate on him and that's a huge portion of that
6: conversation. And he didn't underthrow that pass. Romo made sure to tell me that Chris Jones trucked him and that's why he didn't underthrow that pass.
3: You don't think that the pressure affected that throw? Well that's not what
6: he said. He didn't say oh the pressure and he goes no, no, that, was not, uh, that wasn't an underthrow. He really got hit by Chris Jones right there. That's not what he said. He got said. touched. He got, his, he he got, got touched. lightly touched and couldn't step all the way through. That ball was going to be short either way. Yeah, that was way. a bad throw. Oh,
3: mm.
4: okay.
6: Sounds like a hater.
3: Okay. You are a hater.
4: <laughs> uh, did Green yeah. I don't
8: know. I, I think they're the same. I think that... <laughs> I think that Dak has 80 yards and two picks on most, most games at halftime in playoff games. Yeah. I feel like they're about the same.
4: Of the seven best QBR seasons between the two of them, Dak has five. So
8: Hey, I agree with you. As long – he is the greatest quarterback in the history of football, like literally from 1910 to whatever <laughs> – he is the greatest quarterback at beating up on the little guy, and that's going to get him five hundred million dollars. Playing like in life, Dak has won. Can you beat up on the on the bad teams? And he does it, and he's he makes the playoffs almost every year, beating up on the bad teams, putting up these stats. It's just unfortunate that, except for the one game against Tampa, where a little guy made a made the playoffs, and eight and nine team made the playoffs. You're unfortunately going to have to play good teams in the playoffs, and that is where Dak dies,
3: Corey. Did Saturday night make you feel better about Cowboys Packers after Green Bay almost beat San Fran?
7: Uh, well, I, I, it did validate that Jordan loves better than anybody expected, which I said was going to be the case heading into the game against the Cowboys. I was very concerned that that would happen. They still ran the ball really well against a really good defense. Um, but, man, I really wanted Green Bay to win that one. I wanted Green Bay to walk away from that one and just go, thumbs up, we got it, boys. But, no, like, uh, Jordan loves something. Now I'm terrified we have to deal with that crap for the for the next 10 years. Yeah. Uh, we had Aaron Rodgers for his whole career. And now we're going to have to deal with Jordan Love, and Matt LaFleur is a damn fine coach. Did you, did you back off some of your cowboy anger? Hell or no. Saying, because Frank Frank we got could have
6: been had. freaking smoked by the Green Bay Packers. <laughs> yeah, that's a reality. And they still lost. Like, it would have been different. If Green Bay would have won that game by 17 points, it would have been like, holy moly. But they didn't. They lost. And you were losing to that team by 32 points so you when they quit carrying. You
7: lost to San Francisco by 60 then? Is that what you're kind of saying? I but think you would have seen a repeat of
6: earlier I, in the regular
7: season.
8: I think, you know, you, you, you have certain things where you separate the men from the boys, and it happens at different levels. And we're seeing, like, I know they're called the Cowboys, but literally – that's a team not of cow, bo- men. That's a team of boys <laughs> led by a boy, and oh
2: my goodness. Men, cows are girls, bulls are boys. When, are you, when you when you
8: watch the playoffs this weekend, you saw men play football, and the Cowboys do not have men on their team to wow. play at that level. The, there's a separation. Ooh, we're we're at the top one percent of people in the world who can play this sport in the NFL. And the Cowboys separate themselves from the trash. And that's great. That makes the playoffs. It does. But then there's another separation. When it comes playoff time, how do you separate yourself from this? And when I was in high school, Emmett, Michael, Troy, all those guys, they separated themselves. And they said, hey, Philadelphia Eagles, you're a bunch of boys. That's fine. We can play with you in the regular season. But now when it comes... For the most part, for a four-year period, they looked at Green Bay and said, Brett Favre, you're a little boy in this situation. You don't know how to play at this level. You don't know how to control tempo, control flow, stay away from big turnovers. He couldn't do that until halfway through his career. He figured that out, (laughs) I guess, early on because he had a 20-year career. But it took him six years in the NFL to figure out how to play playoff football. And you're a little boy compared to the Cowboys back then. But now Cowboys are little boys. They're a little boy to Green Bay. They're a little boy to San Francisco. They're a little boy to all those teams that are left in the AFC. They're a little boy to to Buffalo. Like they're just little boys who, who are like, it's okay. I want to play the boys, but eventually we're going to have to play men. And Green Bay played the little boys, and then they had to play a man. And they they went toe to toe with it. Yeah, they did. Um but I should have won. When I thought they were gonna win when this happened. When they had about the 70 yard kickoff return and he fumbled yeah. and they yeah, recovered they it, yeah. I was like, in those, those are the moments yeah, where I'm like, a hell of a play. when those things happen, like you just feel like it's we are hustling day. our butt off. We're playing like men. We're going to figure out how to win this game. And I thought, Green Bay's going to win this game. Like that was the break San Francisco needed to put him away. And Green Bay, some dude hustled for 70 yards and made a man play. And the Cowboys would have buoyed the play up. Well First said. of all, Turpin would have never ran the ball that far. He would have found somebody to, to get tackled by. Oh, he was thinking of what bottle service to get. Yeah, for the, oh, ni- the, yeah.
3: the, the night party. Uh, I'm just joking. Kevin, I like the
6: phrase "night party."
3: Yeah, he's trying to think of. That's how old I am now and out of the game. The night party. The night party. Uh, you guys. <laughs> the feel, pants party. You guys feel a little bit bad for you know contributing and probably starting the Micah Parsons brother drama. You know, doing that segment that blew up and now you know. Uh, you got Dak's brother and Micah's brother and CD's
4: mom all going off. <laughs> <laughs> Your words have power, guys. Come on, <laughs> yeah, they do. All,
7: I don't. All I said was that I I value the picks and the yeah. future of the franchise. I stand I, by what I
3: said. I don't. I'm, I'm, I had- what was y'all's answer to it?
7: The Micah,
3: uh, just the idea
7: of trading. Micah. I'll trade him. Yeah, yeah I'll tra- I, I want picks. I want to retool this team. I want to reinvent
6: this team. For if you're
7: going to trade Micah, though, for how much? But I'm also you- trading lots of other pieces you're gotta too. You got to trade
6: well, Lamb I'm and Dak too. Yeah, I'm, get, I'm, just I'm, just I'm probably keeping. I definitely agree with one of those. Yeah, is yeah.
2: I mean, Lamb. I, I'm, no. done with, I'm done with wide receivers. They don't shut up.
6: No. Okay. <laughs> oh wow. So, so the interesting thing is so we talked about is Micah might represent all the things that people don't like about the Cowboys, right, is he's really good, and we all accept that. But does he come up short in the biggest moments? He likes to talk a lot, but where is he when the pressure comes back on him, like does he disappear and he's still going to be expecting the ginormous paycheck like I those are all issues. If you have not if you don't think the Cowboys have a culture or you have an issue with the culture, I feel like he's probably one of the players that represents what some people don't like. He's damn good. But could you go in a different direction? And did you come up with a price tag? Roughly, well, yeah, we would love it. If Chicago, Amprix, Like, yeah. we'll take him for the number one pick. I think but, Mike okay, gave a reasonable out. price tag. You don't think they would do that? No, the number oh. one pick. Oh, if you're telling their me, next quarterback,
4: I, I think if you tell me like that's all it's going to cost them is just number one pick straight up for Micah, I think they would do it. The Chicago Bears. Yep, I if that's all it is. If there's I, that, if there's nothing else behind it, if it's just it? here's number one for Micah, I think they would.
8: Would you do that, Sean? If Chicago called, are you up, speechless? Well, I was trying to think. if that mean they're giving
0: they Fields him? his
3: money, right? That, so they've already decided we're going to pay Justin Fields. He's our guy. We don't need Caleb. That's what that it would have to go hand in hand. Uh, with. Yeah, that would that would be they it. They Didn't
6: hire Coach Bro, the so.
3: number one pick.
6: Like, like, let, let's go back. Where I mean, I I, who,
2: who was the quarterback team? in that draft? Which one? Micah's draft. That Trevor was the Lawrence.
4: that was the Trevor Lawrence, Zach Wilson, Mac Jones, oh, Trey okay. Lance draft. Well, let's just
2: say it's a regular draft, and there's not like uh, – because you know, at the time, Trevor Lawrence was easily the number one. Yeah, and Andy Dalton was too good to – But you would go back <laughs> – Get you that quarterback. Right, you would go back in, in time if you were in that draft and it wasn't some generational player. You could make a case Mike is the first pick in that draft easily. The
4: odds of anybody in this draft def- like being better than Micah Parsons is are not great. That's not – the whole and so, argument but, but discussion. I, but I mean, like and Chicago, his position and, of value. And, if, if, and if she, they gotta pay him
6: thirty yes, million dollars. And yes, Chicago do. has
4: the ninth overall pick too. Like they've got another top ten pick. They'd be getting Micah Parsons a guaranteed, like, game wrecker. You you're talking about a defensive head coach, a defensive minded front office. So I think they, it makes a ton of sense.
8: They would get more
4: I don't think Dallas would do that.
8: Dallas wouldn't do it for if they could give him 10 1st round picks. And I know Jerry's saying no. He's literally never in his life traded a good player in his prime. I'm doing it for. I got to get
7: more picks though. That's what I'm trying to get. Well, because Chicago, I got get too more, many. I got too many holes to fill. Yeah, you don't know mm-hmm. the
3: known of the player, but they get a right, but ton I mean, for yeah. trading out. Of yeah, one. Get, and if
2: you were to if you were to get let's say you were to get the number one pick, you trade out. If you're the Cowboys. You trade back twice. Well, not if
3: you want to
8: get rid of that. No, that's what I would do. So that's you that's trade, why you draft Caleb in my in my world. <laughs> I want the number one pick. Even if even if. Even if Micah doesn't get me the number one pick, as in straight up the number one pick, I need enough that I feel like I can go to Chicago and say, I have traded these assets to rebuild my franchise. I got to try it with a better quarterback. I know my guy's going to die in the big moments. Like Call
3: it's, Eberflue, so. uh, Aren't hypotheticals fun when
0: the Cowboys aren't playing for anything? The
3: KMC Masterpiece is next on The Fan.
0: Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you.